Thank you, stage crew, uh, for helping me out. Uh, so great uh, to be with you today, and uh, Mother's Day is real special. Uh, I've never been a mother, not planning on it, but uh, I don't know, I, I just feel like uh, I'm not an expert on it, uh, but my resume goes like this. Uh, I have a mom, I had a mom, she's in heaven right now. Uh, I Rebecca's mom lives with us right now, and I, I live with a mom, Rebecca. I've been married to a mom for quite a while. Uh, I um, have two daughter-in-laws, and in time, as God blesses, and according to his plan, uh, they may be mothers. And I also have a daughter who, uh, in the same way, we are raising uh, to be a mother. Um, and who knows what Dan's going to do So in that process. Um, I, I look at uh, what it is to be a mom, and I do miss my mom. Uh, there are many things that I think of. Uh, when I think about my mom and her not being here, I think of times growing up and the way she was a mom. Her life uh, impacted uh, how she was a mom, and in so doing, uh, it impacted me. And then I see my mother-in-law and my wife, how their lives are uh, inseparably intertwined and uh, things that even uh, Rebecca's grandmother taught her mom who taught Rebecca and uh, it still goes down to our kids and to our family as well. Um, I realize that uh, no family is perfect. Uh, No family is uh, without... It's problems, uh, except for the Bozlers. We don't have any problems at all. Why? There's only like three people here, and they're laughing. You know, uh, I don't appreciate that. Um, I, I think often about uh, in our world today, especially women are looking to other women, and they're asking the question, what makes a great woman? Uh, and today, uh, I, I want to empower women and excite women about what God thinks about your role uh, in this life and what he has made you to be. I realize that's hard to uh, figure out. Um, and when I say it's hard to figure out, uh, there's a lot of different messages going out uh, If you watch the Super Bowl this year, uh, and forgive me for just maybe, you know, you can turn me off a lot easier at home than you can when you're here, Uh, though some of you do it when when you're here too. But um, in the Super Bowl, the halftime show, uh, Shakira and J-Lo, so you don't know who that is and you're fine, you're fine. Uh, But they did the halftime show and it was basically... Uh, them dancing and others, women dancing around them and other men, uh, like street workers, uh, displaying what uh, they wanted. And that happens at the Super Bowl all the time and various other venues. But what was ridiculous about it afterwards was they were talking about how it empowers women. And I thought, to be what? To be what? Uh, um, Also... um, had heard of a different story 
Now, this is still going on. This is a story that's still going on. A woman, uh, I had to look it up in 2013. Uh, her name is Cheryl Sandborg. Uh, m- many of you may know who she is, may- maybe even are familiar with her book. She wrote a book uh, called Lean In, and it's a, a book about um, that encourages women in the workplace to uh, take their seat at the leadership table and not just take their seat at the leadership table, but to lean into it and to really uh, take charge and to voice their opinions. Uh, this, this woman is something else. She uh, is, so, some would say she has it all. And she is presently uh, the COO of Facebook um, and most see her as second in command there. And prior to that, she was a vice president at Google. Uh, she's a billionaire and uh, has quite an impressive resume. Uh, but does she have it all? Does she have it all? Uh, as she is a role model uh, for some, uh, her message is uh, basically don't give up your career. And in your career, um, you know, be the best, uh, be the highest you can be, be the most accomplished. And um, my question uh, this morning for women, and it's not really a question, it's an encouragement, is to, to really see what God has for your life. And this is true of men as well. There can be wrong ambitions of men uh, when it comes to career or even as they follow after different ideals and models that would not include what God has for them and for the quiet life of raising a next generation. Um, we, we look at this and I, I just want to... Uh, Turn back to what is important to God, your life and your family. Um, I, I want to take our eyes off celebrities and powerful people and people who have accomplished much and crank our heads back to the eternal word of God. What God says is true womanhood and what God says is valuable for a life. Um. I realize there's pressures in the media, but there's also pressures in your peers also. Uh, Is your child playing piano, baseball, robotics, mathletes? You know, are are they everything? Are they everything? I know as a mom, uh, sometimes you hear what other parents are doing, what they're putting their kids in, what they're exposing them to. And you ask the question, should I do that too? Am I missing out? Uh, Will they miss out? Will they be warped because they don't do this? It could also be uh, uh, pressure from your family. Uh, Your family is not usually so restrained, uh, but they say things like, you should fill in the blank uh, when it comes to your parenting. Uh, This morning, uh, I want to free you from your family pressures, your peer pressures, celebrities, accomplished people. And I want to turn us to the word of God, Proverbs 31. Even as I say that, some of you ladies are um, breaking out in a rash uh, because you realize what Proverbs 31 is. 
And I, I, I want to tell you that um, it's a picture. It's a picture. We don't even know really if this woman existed. Um, this is kind of a picture of what God values in a woman. And uh, if if you could do all these things, if you could be 100%, um, there would be no need for the gospel of Jesus Christ, women. <laughs> There'd be no need for it. But I, I want to tell you what this is, is a target to shoot for. It's a picture of what God values uh, in femininity. Uh, it's a picture of what... Uh, a wife uh, could be and uh, is valuable in the eyes of guys, God as well as a mother as well. And so I want to read this to you. And I hope that more than anything that this is an encouragement to you uh, as you consider your life and as you this recalibrates you over to that which God has for you. Um, Proverbs chapter 31 starting in verse 10 says this, an excellent wife who can find... She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Uh, She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like a ship of the merchant. Uh, She brings her food from afar. Uh, She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it uh, with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands uh, to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow uh, for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and teaching, uh, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Uh, She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Um, this morning, I want to give you nine words uh, that describe this woman from the book of uh, Proverbs 31. And I realize there's more that can be said this morning. It's a pretty long section and it describes a lot of things. And and some of it you might look at both ladies and men and go, well, that doesn't really relate. Uh, We don't have that kind of world today. And it's true. Uh, There are differences, uh, but the principles, really the words that describe this kind of woman uh, can be applied in our setting today very easily. And so I want to really focus in on some of the words 
that describe this kind of woman. And uh, I, I want to let you know that this is the value of a woman. Uh, women are valuable. Sometimes uh, we get in our culture today and uh, uh, we want to have this gender wars of saying men are most important, they're able, and women are worthless. And uh, women respond with, I don't need him. He's so stupid. You know, why, why do we go back and forth? And we have this idea that we are against one another instead of finding the value as God created uh, male and female. So this morning, uh, hopefully this will help us uh, to shoot for the target of God's direction and not for that which is the world. So nine words that describe God's woman. Um, let's hear from God this morning. The first one I, I would say is in verse uh, uh, 10 is precious, precious. And when I say precious, I'm not saying like uh, patting a little uh, stuffed animal on the head. Say, oh, that's so precious or something like that. But, but valuable, valuable. Uh, she, it says that an excellent wife who can find, she is far more precious than jewels. You can imagine if you find something valuable in your backyard. And when I say valuable, I'm not talking about uh, a rusted something or other. Uh, I'm talking about jewels, valuable jewels, diamonds, that this picture of, of something that is above and beyond worth it. You'd be super excited. And it says that of a wife, an excellent wife, that she is far more precious than jewels. It's interesting, uh, we, we, we talk about careers and college, and forgive me for overstating this if I am, and uh, if you don't agree, just say pastor's off his rocker, that's fine. Uh, but it, it's interesting as we're raising uh, young men, uh, we say, you got to get your act together, you need to get a, 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 a skill or a, a career, uh, a college education. You need to get these things in place. These are worth pursuing. And then kind of at the end, you probably should throw a wife in there as well and so on and so forth. The picture here is this, that the pursuit of that which is valuable is a wife. It's precious. It, it exceeds the value of all other things. And so uh, as you think about your wife, she's a gift to you, a precious gift to you. She's valuable, but also that compared to other things, she is far more valuable. So you see this first precious. The second word I, I'd share with you is in that uh, next verse. It says this, that the heart of her husband trusts in her. So that second word is trust. Um, you can say trustworthy, but, it, but it's the idea that he uh, finds stability in her, that he finds someone in all the world and all the deception of all the people that will let him down. He finds trust in her. He, he finds value, not just value, but this partnership of trust that uh, a, a woman brings to his life. In verse 12, it says this, so that precious trust, and we come to good now. And I realize good's kind of a generic word, but I, I wanted to stay with the word found in the ESV there. She does him good and not harm 
and all the days of her life. She is uh, one that goodness comes out of, that it's good to be in relationship with this precious woman. Uh, it's good to have a mom. Sometimes we look at uh, who we want on our team, and, and the picture here is this, that we want a wife on our team. We want a mom on our team. We need them. Uh, they're an asset. They're someone that is good and, and doing good uh, in the midst of life. Uh, what encouragement. It goes on to kind of a, a greater theme of the Proverbs 31 of this section is that uh, a word that describes God's woman is that she works. She works. Uh, she doesn't sit back. She works. And uh, the scripture list this out. I'm just going to read a few of these verses, but it says, she seeks wool and flax and works willing with willing hands. She, she's like a ship of merchants of a merchant. She brings food from afar. That doesn't mean, uh, she just lives in Tehachapi. She brings food from afar. Uh, she shops at Bakersfield at Costco and Winco, uh, chases down Aldi or whatever, uh, wherever, Trader Joe. Uh, it doesn't mean that, that but it's this idea that she's, uh, she's working, she's planning, she's involved with what's going on. She rises, verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maiden. She considers a field and buys it uh, with the fruit of her hands, plants a vineyard. There's always this idea that she is working for the benefit of the life of those who are, she's connected with, her, her husband, her family, she is involved in that and she is doing. Um, you, you look at this and that could take many different forms. It doesn't necessarily have to take all the categories, but the idea is that she plays a vital role in the work of the home. And I don't think uh, there's too many families that I see represented here at Bear Valley Church that... Um, that a wife doesn't show herself to be a, a integral part and a hard worker in the midst of the home, many times more uh, than the husband. Um, and so that goes on in other verses as well. The fifth one, so I got precious, trust, good, works. The fifth one is this, strength, strength. Um, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Uh, I think this is important to remember. I, I think that a lot of times we talk biologically and, you know, just how men are made as opposed to women and uh, men are stronger than women. And that's just kind of a fact. And so women are, and, and in our minds we say, so men are strong, women are weak. That's not true. Uh, there's a sense of hard work and strength and the idea that a woman continues to work hard in strength. Uh, it's that she, almost a persevering sort of strength that she shows herself. Um, it's that she doesn't uh, shrink back from hard work. Number six, and, and we're skipping over, and like I said, this is a bit of an overview. Um, in verse 26, it says this. It says, she opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I would say this, that uh, one of the words, words that describes a woman or God's woman is teacher. It's teacher. That when 
she opens her mouth, it's not just to talk, but there's purpose behind it. And and as as we read this, it says that she is speaking. It's it's not that someone um uh, is shy or outgoing. It's the content of the words that matter. And and the idea is that when appropriate, uh, when fitting for the moment, with heart desiring for the other, uh, it describes uh, God's woman as one who opens her mouth with wisdom. It doesn't matter if you say a lot of words, but as you speak, uh, is there wisdom? Is there benefit for others? And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I think about the the role of a mom uh, and a wife um, many times in the home is one that encourages healthy conversation. It monitors it. And the picture here is two things that that shows a woman what she talks, wants to talk about is wisdom and kindness. There are other things, I'm sure. But this idea of wisdom that uh, she encourages her husband as well as her kids in wisdom. Uh, kids aren't going to learn wisdom if they don't learn it in the home. It will be the school of hard knocks. And there's many scars that go on uh, with the, um, with the, Zach, can you get that? Um, with the school of hard knocks. And I, I just want to encourage you ladies that um, be mindful of your words and even the idea that, that you are constantly um, in your heart and mind, heart and mind being um, mindful and, and strategic that you desire to teach, uh, teaching kindness and wisdom uh, to your family and to encourage your husband as well. Teaching, so uh, precious, trust, good, works, strength, teaching, teacher. Um, number seven, in verse 28, I would just say it this way, family. It, it, verse 28 says this, it says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also uh, He's involved in that and he praises her. Uh, I think this is so important and I think it's what is missed in celebrities and in powerful uh, business people. Um, it's, it's one of the things that uh, the pressures of peers come in over and over again is that we sometimes look for the approval of something outside the home. Uh, this is true for fathers and mothers that we're somehow looking to score big when it comes to something outside the home. And, and this picture here is this, and I, I think this is important. I, I, forgive me for saying this. So this morning, um, I, I wasn't much of a Facebook guy prior to the quarantine, but now um, I'm, I'm checking it more often, both to figure out what Bear Valley Church is doing, as well as to encourage uh, other churches that are fumbling through this as well. Um, 
but also I, I'm seeing our people and I, I saw so many Facebook messages uh, this morning uh, that were intended for their moms and to talk about their moms. And uh, there are very sweet messages that were talking about, you know, uh, greatest woman I've ever known, best mom in the world, uh, you know, best mom for all of eternity and stuff like that. And I, you know, forgive me for saying it out loud. I was going, ah, she doesn't seem that great uh, because it wasn't my wife. <laughs> Uh, and I go, eh, she doesn't really compare to my wife. And, and the point here I want to bring out to you is this, that, that for a mom and a wife, no one will know, no one will know your value outside the home, but your kids and your husband will know your value because they live with you and they see what you do in the home. And so you may wonder why Why doesn't everyone think I'm the greatest? Because they don't live with you. Because <laughs> they don't see what uh, goes on. If you want to have the praise of the whole world, you need to do something outside the home. But I want to tell you, it will be the neglect of your home. That will be the, the, the price to pay. And, and I say that... And, you know, I might get a lot of hate messages on the DM or even public ones. That's okay. Bring them. It's Mother's Day. You can say whatever you want today. I'll give you grace and uh, you don't have to give me some. But um, I, I just want to make this clear that, that you might have unknown success in this world. That, that people might not know that you're great. But it, if as you invest in your husband and your your children in your family, even those of you who are single, the idea of the, those are the people that you're closest with, your family. They will know, they will know your investment in them. It's easy to have success in the world. It's easy to make money. Uh, it's easy to uh, gain fame even. But the idea of living with people, uh, I want to tell you that many times that will be unknown success. But I want to tell you also, um, and I want to encourage husbands and children now, as you see the sacrifices and the, the goodness of your wife or mom, encourage her with that and say, I see what you do. I see what you do. I see the sacrifices that you made. I appreciate your heart for our family. Uh, you, maybe no one else will know, but I know because I see it every day. I experience it. I benefit from it. I think that's important. Um, husband and your kids know what they have in their mom and, and wife. Number eight, fear. And fear is a good thing in this passage. It says, uh, verse 30, it says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. In the book of Proverbs especially, it talks about the fear of the Lord um, as the starting point of relationship, that it's a, a healthy thing to be in a, a fear relationship with the Lord. And, and that's always kind of dicey to talk about because it's not that uh, we uh, 
fear him because he hates us, but we fear him because we're easily drawn away by other less important things. And the idea is that we are to walk in right relationship with him. Everybody, everybody, that's uh, husbands, wives, mothers, dads, grandparents, kids, everybody. The idea that to see him as the most powerful, most important, the one who we care about most. And not just that we care about, we also know that he loves us most. So we're in right relationship with him. So as you look at verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Outward stuff is, uh, you know, is, can be uh, deceiving and things that are temporary and may not last. But it says this, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. There's, there's a value of right relationship. And I want to tell you, ladies uh, and men too, that your first priority is always your relationship with God, always. That you would walk with him and not that you'd ever understand everything about him because God is greater than us, but that we put our hand in his, that we cling to him, that we trust in him and that that would um, connect and and have a ripple effect, a domino effect, if you will, um, to our husband and our family. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, so fear. And lastly, I want to say this. Praise. Uh, a woman uh, is described as one who deserves praise. And it says this. Uh, I read this already, but I'll, I'll just continue on. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And then it says this, give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I look at this and I go, it's important for us to remember that it's not just uh us giving praise, which is super important. We need to see and go. But, but the idea of the works of a woman will praise her. It's the idea that we'll see what she does. We'll, we'll see the evidence that it is praiseworthy. And I want to encourage you, ladies, when I look around Bear Valley Church, I see what you've done. I'm not just talking about in the facility, though there are marks here on this facility that you ladies have been involved but when, when I see, when I see the lives that you're living, when I see your husbands and when I see your kids, I see the evidence of your life being well invested. And so I, I want to be one to praise you in that, that your works are showing that you should be praised. I want to tell you that uh, as I think about this whole passage, I see evidence uh, in my wife, uh, that she is the excellent wife. I also see that uh, in the women in my life, my mom and my mother-in-law. I, I see that in the ladies here at Bear Valley Church. And, and you say, well, I don't feel like that all the time. Uh, I want to tell you, nobody does. Nobody does. But I see the evidence of God working in you to produce these things. You are uh, 
near the target, hitting the target. I want to encourage you, ladies, to keep going. Don't quit. Uh, don't let the, a day of failure or even a season of failure uh, cause you to quit. But realize that God will give you the strength to be the woman you desire to be um, as you look to him. It's interesting in the midst of this, the, the praise of children or the praise of a husband probably is in verse 29. It says, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. How can it be that every man could be able to say that about his wife? Every child could be able to say that about um, her, their mom. How can you buy that, that mug or that t-shirt that says world's greatest mom? It's real simple. She's the world's greatest mom for you. God's intention for you. For a husband to look at his wife and say, this is the best wife in the world for me. You are the one that God has chosen for me. Thank you so much for your sacrifice, moms, and for your willingness. And for those of you who aren't moms yet, or uh, thank you for you walking with uh, Christ desiring to be who God wants you to be, that you're not looking to celebrities or the world to define you as a woman, but you're looking to God. Let me pray for you now. And God, we do ask uh, your blessing uh, on us that your minds would be changed, that you would cause us to remember your word over and over again, These, even these nine words that are from uh, Proverbs 31. God, I do ask that uh, guilt and shame would not be the thing that drives us, but rather the grace of the gospel, that you love us and that we have relationship with you and that that would be enough. God, help us for the days ahead. I pray for moms, uh, that you would grant them a, a great day. Uh, I pray for children to know how to encourage uh, their moms as well as husbands as well. Glorify yourself in Bear Valley Church. We do ask that in your time and according to your plan, give us wisdom when we should be meeting again. Uh, help us not to do this in rebellion, but also not to do it um, in timidity. Uh, God, help us to walk with you. Glorify yourself in your church. Provide for us, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening in today. Happy Mother's Day.